Maybe you're wondering today if your partner is a narcissist. Like you feel like you're walking on eggshells around him. Like you can't say a certain thing, you can't do a certain thing, you can't dress a certain way, you can't listen to certain music, all because it's what he wants in that moment. Like maybe you're questioning, am I actually worthy enough? Like, am I good enough? You might be at the place where you're wondering like, is this all that love is? Like, is this as good as it gets? Because this seems really awful. This seems really, really bad in the moment. And you might be questioning your own value. You might be questioning your own worth. Is that where you are today? Are you struggling with that in this moment where this other person has made you feel this way over and over and over again? You might be dealing with a narcissist. We're going to dive into some of the things and some of the topics about narcissism and some of the red flags that you might see, that you might have seen, or you might be like, oh, I didn't see that. And let's start talking a little bit more. At the end of this, I want to be able to encourage you to be able to move forward in your healing process to be able to rewire the story that you believe that's locking you into a fiction or a fantasy or a false reality that's keeping you trapped in a toxic relationship and you're unclear about which direction to actually go. That's going to be going into the 45-day clarity challenge to systematically set you free from the stories that you believe, from the toxicity that you're stuck in, from the trauma bond that you don't realize that you're stuck in. So when we talk about narcissistic personality disorder, I want to bring up some of the red flags. Some of the common behaviors, some of the traits, some of the different things that are there that people normally miss or that people normally struggle with. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. One of them is easy to see and easy to explain away. And that's the sense of self-importance. Like, how good am I? How amazing am I? The grandiosity of like, this is who I am. A lot of times people explain this away, especially early on in the relationship, as just being emotionally immature. Like, he just doesn't really know. He doesn't really get it yet of like, he hasn't had enough life experience. Like there's not a piece there of like, oh, I get this. I don't get this. And there's a piece that people are like, let me lock into this person and help them. Like maybe, maybe it's my calling to actually help them become more mature, to help them grow in this area. Oftentimes they're going to have a sense of exaggerated, like self-importance and grandiosity in like what they do. You'll see this typically in like the job environment of like, I'm so amazing. My coworkers are idiots. Like they're really, really stupid, but I'm really good at what I do. And they're like, how come you've had like four jobs in like the past year? Well, that's because my boss didn't understand me. That's because, and and you'll see this like kind of like puffed upness. Okay. Now you're going to see this a lot inside of grandiose narcissists where they typically look like the one person that's like the asshole in the room. I look this way in a lot of times in the work environment. I was like, I knew everything. I thought I was the best. And so as a result, I put everybody down. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, you're stupid. Like, all these things that I would put other people down to be able to show my dominance, my power, my control, even though I might not know what I was talking about, I would make it up. I would figure out whatever I'd have to say to still look good, to still look like I knew what I was talking about because I had to be in charge. I had to be the person that showed up with no weakness, no vulnerability. I just did every single day. And that was something that ultimately destroyed a lot of the business friendships and relationships that I had because of how I was handling it, because of what I was looking at. But you're going to see this a lot of times where narcissists will demand your attention, your admiration of like, you need to pay attention to me. 
Like, think, think of it this way. Like, early in the relationship, it seems really, really sweet where you're texting 24-7, right? Like, you're always texting, you're always talking, you're always calling, and then it slowly starts to pull back. Because there's a level of it that's not healthy. There's a level of it that's almost, like, obsessive of, like, how much the communication is happening. You see some of the best relationships out there, they're not glued to the hip 24-7. They're not texting 24-7, calling each other 24-7. There's a period of being together and then apart, and together and apart, not relationship-wise, but just in proximity. And a lot of times you'll see a narcissist that wants that attention 24-7, constantly. Like if you're not responding to his text like instantly, like there's an issue. Like now you're getting blown up. Of like, where are you? What's going on? Who are you with? Are you cheating on me? Like all of a sudden these things start attacking you. You're like, all I was doing is like helping someone for a minute or going to the bathroom or placing an order, like whatever it might be. Like you're just like, what is going on? And this piece of like, they need to have that. They want to have that. If you don't give that, like there starts to be this rub here. Sometimes you're going to see like different pieces of belittling and early on, you're not typically going to see it towards you in the exact moment. It's typically going to be towards someone else. So like talking down about coworkers, their boss, uh, maybe you're going to see it at like a restaurant with like a waiter or waitress of like, oh, how they're talking, like the degrading comments. It's like these small things and, it, and oftentimes these small things to make themselves look better or to feel better about themselves. And you start to notice you're like, that wasn't very kind. Like, why'd you say that? Like, did you really mean to say that about your parents? Like, why, why is this going on? And you start to realize that this is actually something that's happening more than what you realize underneath the surface about everybody and then also about you. Uh, we also talk a lot of times with narcissism about lack of empathy. And a lack of empathy is a huge piece of not being able to understand like your feelings and your needs. I knew from a young age that I connected differently. Like I didn't connect with you. I didn't understand you. I didn't understand the other person at all, where they were coming from. If I hadn't experienced it, then it really didn't exist. So like getting into marriage and my wife dealing with anxiety and panic attacks, I was like, what are you talking about? Like you just need to trust God better. Like you just need to move past it. I didn't view it as any level of being true or having any validity because I hadn't experienced it. So it didn't exist. Only thing that existed in my mind was my current reality, the fantasy, the fiction that I'd produce to be that person. So anything else didn't really matter, didn't really exist. All I cared about was me in those moments. And so a big piece of empathy is trying to be able to understand where another person's coming from. Now, the other piece with narcissism is not just understanding where another person's coming from, but for a narcissist actually caring where that person is coming from. And there's a lot of times that narcissists can understand where you're coming from. Because they'll use that to manipulate. They'll use that to feign empathy. They'll use that to show up false, like fake vulnerability of like, oh, this is who I am. This is how it is. But what they're not actually connecting with is that piece there of what you're going through and actually being willing to do something about it or being willing to actually show compassion. Instead, it's like, that sucks, but okay. Like there's not this piece of like, oh, I want to be able to help you. It's like, okay, when can we shut off the waterworks? When can we stop the crying? I just need to go to sleep. Who cares if you're upset? At the end of the day, it's all about the narcissist and what he wants in that moment. You'll see this typically like as an example of like when you get your, feeling, your feelings and your emotions and your needs dismissed. They don't matter. They don't count. And you feel like, I'm sorry I even brought anything up. Like I shouldn't have even said anything to you. And the narcissist in the back of the mind would be like, yeah, you're right. You shouldn't have because like I don't actually want to deal with that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Going to see manipulation and control. And that's like a huge piece of it. It's another like red flag of them trying to control you. So oftentimes nurses will try to control what you wear like what you listen to, how you look, sometimes modeling you after a previous ex, sometimes making you look a certain way for their image of how they want to be perceived. It's not always going to be, you can't wear this, but it'll be like small comments. Are you really going to go out in that? Like that kind of makes you look fat in this area. Like there's going to be small things that are not necessarily like, oh, you're a bad person, but is slowly going to put you in a place of ultimate isolation. Isolation from yourself, of knowing who you are, of the connection to yourself, of having that self-confidence, self-esteem, and isolation from other people. If you go through life and you start realizing, wait a second, like my friends, my circle is getting smaller and smaller, not because I want it to be smaller and smaller, but because of the person that I'm with. Maybe make you feel guilty about actually going out with friends or being willing to engage with family. And you're like, this is who I am. This is, you knew this when, well, but I want to keep this all in house. Like, I don't want you to be sharing our personal things with other people. Like I want this. And there, there becomes these small, tiny reasons to keep you there, to keep you stuck. A huge one is lack of accountability. Narcissus does not like to take accountability for the shit that they've done, period. Like a narcissist doesn't want to say, I did wrong. I did wrong. I am sorry. Will you please forgive me? And like, they won't do that unless there's a way that they can manipulate it for their own needs. Typically, this aspect of accountability and responsibility that a narcissist runs away from. They don't want to hold themselves accountable of what's actually going to happen. So typically, what you're going to see is him blame it on you. It's your fault. You're the one that looked at my phone. You found that I was cheating. So that's your fault because you invaded my privacy. If you hadn't looked, you wouldn't be crying right now. You wouldn't be upset. So this is actually your fault. It's your fault that we're not going on vacation because you chose to do X, Y, and Z. Like they're always going to flip it around. You will spend more of your time trying to justify why it's not your fault than realizing how crazy it sounds that this person's accusing you of something that was never your fault or your responsibility to even start off with. Narcissists a lot of times will use this in the cheating relationship. You didn't give me my needs, so that's why I cheated on you. You didn't do what I wanted you to do, so that's why I went out and got it somewhere else. You'll see a lot of weak-ass men that come to the table and they're like, you didn't give me my needs, so I'm going to go away and I'm going to go cheat on you. Like, these people are not men. These people are cowards. And they run away from actually showing up as a man, truthful and honest in the relationship to work on it. But instead, all that matters is their needs. I'm going to say something that maybe will shock people. If you don't have sex, you won't die. That's like a big piece that like men want to be like, if I don't have this, I'm going to die. No, you're not. You're just going to show up like less than a man because you're not actually willing to engage with your family in a way that's actually going to provide emotional safety so that you have an intimate connection with someone else. Little side note there. Take it for what you want. Uh, Last one that we're going to talk about is jealousy, possessiveness. A lot of times narcissists will be jealous of you, of your connections with other people, of your relationships with other people, of your level that you are in your business and in having different money, all this kind of stuff. And it's also going to come out in a possessiveness. With the possessiveness, the biggest thing I want you to hear is a narcissist typically believes that they own you. 
where you go, what you do, how you act, how you interact. It's all is about them. Okay, but it all is about them having control over you. Now, a narcissist doesn't just control you just to control you. Typically, it's to control you to be able to keep their mask intact. They have to be able to isolate you so you don't go out and tell other people that they're a shitty person. Like, they have to be able to keep you there so that you are able to stay as their main supply. Narcissist thinks that they own you, which is one of the reasons why a narcissist typically doesn't think that you're ever going to leave. Oftentimes, they just tell you that, and they just show you that, like, I'm your ride and die. Like, we're going to stay together forever. You're never going to be able to get rid of me because I love you so much. And you start to believe these things over a period of time. You start to believe that maybe this person does care. Maybe they do love. Maybe you are signed on for life. When reality, a lot of times they're just using is to be able to keep you locked into a relationship so they can continue abusing, so you continue cheating, so you continue doing what they want to do in that moment instead of actually having communication and honesty. If you're at a place where you're not in a relationship, where, the other, where your partner is being honest, vulnerable, and showing consistent change, you do not have a relationship. You have a fantasy. You have a fiction. You have a false reality that you're trying to believe. If you're at the place where you feel like, hey, what you've described, I live. What you describe is the stuff that I'm stuck in. Then you need to go to the Clarity Challenge. The 45-day Clarity Challenge that has daily systematic process of you investing in you to break free of the fog to get out of the abusive relationship in your mind, mentally, emotionally, to be able to set yourself in a place of power and certainty of who you are, of the direction you want to go, of the person that you're meant to be. Go to claritychallenge.net to start understanding how you can break free, how you can move forward. It's going to be one of the most intensive ways for you to be able to see the truth, for you to be able to see the truth that will set you free and that will ultimately get you to the place of understanding with clarity and certainty who you are and ultimately the direction you want to go. Go to claritychallenge.net to sign up today.